Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, what if we look at ADHD as a dopamine addiction? With us in our uh, virtual studio is the Dr. Ari Tuckman. Um, we're going to get to the contents of the show, but uh, first, a few announcements. Uh, real quickly, everybody, this is ADHD Awareness Month, and we're trying to make you aware uh, we spent a lot of time on our content of our shows for this particular month, and we're delving into some topics I think that are a little bit unique to kind of create some awareness. Uh, real quickly, the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD is around the corner. It's November the 7th through the 9th in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a spectacular event. Um, if you're anywhere close to Philadelphia, D.C., New York, Boston, um, it's really not that difficult to get there. It's your opportunity to go and uh, – and be with your tribe to learn a lot and to mingle. Uh, we, we're proud of our content on Attention Talk Radio, uh, and you can get great content at these, sometimes even better content. But the biggest reason you go is to be with the people, the tribe, ask the question, and get immersed in the experience. You can sign up for the conference by going to chadd.com. Um, also, our show tonight is being brought to you by CHAD, that's Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And uh, in celebration, we're offering um, – free copies of Attention Magazine, two of them to be exact. All you need to do is listen to our show. Uh, we'll be sharing a secret word a couple times in the show. Write it down. Listen to another show. Write a second keyword down and email us. Our email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and when we receive that, I'll fire it off to Chad. They will send you a current edition of uh, Attention Magazine and a next, next copy in a PDF format when um, it is released. Um, our show tonight is being brought to you by Chad. We have a tip, um, actually a promo for the conference that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the media show. So here we go. Join Chad at the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD in Philadelphia, November 7 to 9. Where else can you learn the latest tools, treatments, and strategies to help manage ADHD? Share insights with old and new friends and take home new ideas and action plans to help you or your child thrive with ADHD. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Um, we, uh, we're a big believer that uh, if you're, you're a listener of ours, we, would, uh, we think that you could benefit from being a member or donating. Um, it's important to um, that Chad be on a strong financial footing because they advocate for us. Um, there's a lot of great member benefits if you sign up. Uh, learn more about them today by going to chadd.org. Okay. Uh, I want to get into the show. Our, these shows this month are actually pre-recorded so we can get the, the, the content uh, down pat and line straight. So we are going to roll the tape. Hopefully you'll uh, gain some awareness and um, hope you enjoy the show. Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He is the author of four books, including his newest one, ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationships. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 350 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes 
and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's the former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current chair uh, for their conference. More information is available at adultadhdbook.com. Dr. Tuckman, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. So it's ADHD Awareness Month, and um, this is Attention Talk Radio. And I've become aware over the years interviewing the experts, which is I started doing this years ago because I'm not a very good writer. And uh, I did this to have something to talk about. Little did I know I get incredible uh, education from the likes of you, uh, uh, Ari, but also everybody else. And so I kind of want to lay a concept that I have put together over the years in talking to some of the experts, kind of get your reaction, and then kind of pontificate what would ADAC look like if we looked at it as a dopamine addiction. And so to frame this out, imagine that you're sitting in front of me and I'm holding out like a, a pen or just a small stick or something like that. I learned a long time ago from, I think it was reading some stuff from Dr. Uh, Thomas Brown, is your brain actually is a low-voltage electrical system. And when a neuron gets excited, it fires an electrical charge, and electricity travels down the end of that neuron. And by the way, this is a very simplified version of the mind. The brain is infinitely complex, but just for simplicity's sake, um, I'm I'm walking our way through this. So that electricity goes down the end of that neuron. When it gets to the end of the neuron, there's a gap between neurons called the synaptic gap. So in order for that electricity to jump from one neuron to the next, and again, this is a lot of stuff that I learned from Dr. Brown, is neurotransmitters are sprayed into that gap, kind of like hairspray, at least for a visual for us. And that enables the electricity to jump from one neuron to the next and cascade through the billions of neurons and manifest as a thought, a feeling, a behavior, whatever. After those neurons are sprayed into the gap, the receiving neuron kind of sucks them back in. The official word is called reuptake. As I describe in very simplistic terms, again, this is just a model for us to look at ADHD and the brain kind of like a hurricane model, if you will. ADHD is not a chemical imbalance. It's the mechanism of the releasing of dopamine and the reuptake of it. That's what it's at issue. And if you go out there, there's a classification of drugs called SSRI. stands for select serotonin reuptake inhibitors that inhibit the reuptake of serotonin to stave off depression. And so I did an interview a couple years ago with Dr. Kenneth Bloom, and it was kind of cool because I was – it's great when you're interviewing people and you ask them a question – and they've been doing this for like decades, and they go, I've never had that, heard that question before. I said, Dr. Bloom, are we addicted to drugs or are we addicted to dopamine? He goes, actually, that's very interesting, Jeff. I've never been asked that before. We're actually addicted to dopamine. Everything that we're addicted to increases the release of dopamine, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Music actually releases chocolate releases. <laughs> uh, you've done the book on, on, on sex, um, gambling, shopping, all those types of things. And so – When I put this together, it was fascinating to me because if that's at hand, and we know that dopamine is front and center uh, with ADHD because it's the reward neurotransmitter. Now, norepinephrine is also involved here, and I usually take it out of this model a little bit. It's very, very important, but we can still talk about this model with this, is that dopamine is the reward neurotransmitter. And what it feels like is not I'm happy, not that I'm satisfied. What it feels like is, yeah, booyah. And so <laughs> dopamine is a very important neurotransmitter because an orgasm is a release of dopamine, and it's the reason humans procreate, because we and all mammals procreate. So it's really interesting if we begin to think of ADHD as a dopamine addiction, it fits like a glove when we start to listen to Dr. Barkley talk about ADHD as an issue of self-regulation. So 
So if you think of your brain as like Pavlov's dog, you push the lever. And if you don't get any dopamine, the dog's going to go hit another lever, in this case your brain. It's going to keep hitting other levers until it finds the lever where it gets dopamine. And then the issue is not pushing the lever but actually stopping. And it's funny when you begin to think about this because if you simplify ADHD down to this, it begins to explain all kinds of things that the deficit of attention model doesn't like. If it's a deficit of attention, why can kids with ADHD play computer games for days and weeks on end? Or why can an adult get on the computer at 8 o'clock and all of a sudden it's 4 o'clock in the morning? Your issue is engaging their attention. It's actually disengaging it. Like an alcoholic, your issue is not drinking but actually stopping and going home. And when you begin to think about this, it manifests really as a self-regulation issue in a very simple simple form, and you begin to see the world a little bit differently. Now, I know you and I haven't talked about this before. I do have an interview on a Attention Talk video where I talked about this with Dr. Barkley, but from your perspective, what do you think of the concept of looking at ADHD as a dopamine addiction to begin to understand it in a different way? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. And, you know, it sort of it reminds me of, I don't remember who said this, but you know, that maybe instead of calling it attention deficit, maybe we should call it interest deficit, that folks with ADHD relative to folks without have a harder time paying attention to or acting on the things that they're less interested in. So, you know, if just use kind of a classic example, a kid doing boring homework, it's hard to pay attention. It's hard to hold their interest on this thing that's not very interesting, but it's super easy to hold their interest on a video game or on texting that girl that they're kind of hot on or, or whatever, you know? So like the more interesting things um, are much easier to hold the attention on. And the reason is those more interesting things crank up a little bit more dopamine, just like other pleasurable things do. So like you said, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but even, you know, not even less sort of, extreme than that. Just, just the stuff that makes us excited, interested, you know, yep. kind of bumps up the dopamine a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I tell you what, I want to take a break right now and go to, to, um, to a commercial break and come back and can kind of continue the discuss, discussion because we're starting to get into like words like interest and ignite and those types of things. And we're going to come back and tie that stuff together. We're actually start talking about some of the addictive behavior of people with ADHD. Um, real quickly before we go to break, the uh, secret word tonight is addiction. Again, addiction is a secret word. Go check out um, Ari's uh, website at adultadhdbook.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. 
The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ari Tuckman uh, during ADHD Awareness Month, and we're having a conversation about what would uh, ADHD look like if we looked at it as a dopamine addiction. Uh, before the break, I kind of walked through uh, just physics of electricity through biology to Dr. Barkley's notion that ADHD is a self-regulation issue. And there's a few things in this I want to kind of draw out. If you begin to look at distractibility, self-regulation. Impulsivity, self-regulation. I already started talking about interest. Uh, we hear the word like ignite. Uh, those things go back to dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. If you're getting that, you're getting the reward, you're doing it. We did a show, a series of show um, a couple years ago on ADHD screen addiction with Dr. Clifford Sussman. And we, the first show, we talked about a dopamine very similar to the discussion that we talked about now. Then we talked about the game Candy Crush in, in the second show. And we talked about the game and how that game was designed to be very, very addictive. And then the third show, we talked about the treatment of, of screen addiction. But what we do know is that those with ADHD, there's a high correlation between them and addictive behavior. And we know in our interviews with uh, Dr. Kenneth Bloom, there's about 12 or 13 genes that they're, they're working with. He's trying to deal with what he calls reward deficit syndrome that deals with 100 million Americans that have addictive things, and part of the subset of that is ADHD. And right now they're actually working on a cheek swab to determine your DNA and your predisposition to ADHD. It's not a diagnostic test as of right now, but is, there's a high correlation between those. So we come back into the, this, the fold here, and if we begin to look at ADHD as a dopamine addiction, again, impulsivity, distractibility, it really comes back to that urge. And biologically – Dopamine is a very, very important um, neurotransmitter because it is the reason we procreate. It's the reason that we search search for food. It's actually one of the reasons that we actually learn. And so the thing is it's very much a draw. It's a very powerful type thing, and if we begin to look at it, we can begin to see how difficult it is for ADHD to manage because if we start to think of it as an addiction, it starts to get infinitely more difficult. Thoughts on that, Dr. Tuckman? When it comes to dopamine or serotonin or anything going on in the brain, anything going on in the body, it's all about balance. It's about having all the sort of different things that are going on balanced with each other. And for folks with ADHD, that you know, the, the the part that dopamine plays is that there's not enough dopamine sort of inherently there. Um, so we uh-huh. increase the amount of dopamine by making the activity more interesting. Um, and, of course, one way to make an activity more interesting is to put the panic of a last-minute deadline upon it. <laughs> so, 
you know, that paper that was pretty boring on Monday suddenly becomes a lot more interesting on Thursday night when it's due on Friday. So, um, you know, but we can also do it by, you know, adding in a little bit of the right medication that increases the amount of dopamine so that activities like working on a paper on Tuesday that are not inherently that interesting, there's, an, there's a little bit of that dopamine boost from the medication. It makes it easier to then put your attention onto that paper to tolerate the boredom and to not have to seek dopamine elsewhere in more interesting activities. Um, so, go ahead and finish your thought. No, go ahead. So, I'm not an expert on this, but my understanding of it is is uh, the stimulants. And again, everybody, we're generalizing. This is a mod, this is a lens for us to look through. We're trying to simplify things so it makes some sense. Is that the stimulant medications don't actually increase dopamine? What they do is they inhibit the reuptake. So what it does is that medic that dopamine hangs out in the synaptic gap a little bit longer. And I did a uh, attention talk video with Dr. Uh, Charles Parker a long time ago, we talked about how do you know your meds are working? It's not if you feel a buzz and it's not that you get organized. It's can you sustain focus on something longer than what you ordinarily would? So the idea is, is if the meds are not sucking that dopamine in as quickly and it's hanging out there, if you could only read four, four pages of a book before you took the meds and now you could read four chapters, you're now sustaining focus a little bit longer, which means the meds are working. And I like what you said is that if, if we look at it as a dopamine addiction, number one, we understand why the meds will help people sustain focus on stuff. Now, they don't tell you what to pay attention to. You just stay focused. But the other right. side of it, I'll never forget, I did an interview with Dr. Sidney Zintal years ago who is an educator at Purdue University, and she talked about when you're educating kids, it's not that the kid picked his nose. It's you got to make it interesting. The kid stuck his finger up to the third knuckle, and he pulled out a slime of snot that's like glistened like a rainbow. You exaggerate it, and you make it all exciting, and it helps those with ADHD kind of pay attention to it. And so, again, this, this, this idea, if we look at ADHD as a dopamine, you can begin to see how biologically there's a reason for this, that the, the brain is kind of, it does what it does, and why we have to make things a little bit more interesting in order to help people with ADHD sustain focus. And it's really interesting as you begin to think, because all that other stuff that we've talked about you can make it fit into this model and make it make a lot of sense. Going back to it is if it's boring, the best thing you can do is try to find ways of make it interesting. Or also dopamine actually does play a role in working memory. So that's another issue is if you can manage the working memory side of it, make it less taxing. We talked about this in some other shows about going to paper. It makes it easier for you to sustain focus because it's not as difficult. So this, there's a cascading effect here, in a sense. Makes does that work? A comment on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is. You know, and I think that you know, it's sort of, and this is a theme that you know, you and I always come back to. It's that the better you know yourself, the better you know what works for you, and also then what doesn't. The better position you're in to then set yourself up for success. And you know, if you know that you are not one of those just sort of plod along and get it done anyway kind of people. And there are some people out there in the world who are very good like that. But if you're not one of them, then you do. you got to find a way to make it more interesting. Now, that is easier said than done sometimes. But to the extent that you can feed a little bit more dopamine into it, it's going to be easier to do it. So, um, you know, it could be something like putting music on while you're doing it. It could be doing it in smaller bits 
so you don't have to, you know, slog through yep. this long thing where it becomes really uninteresting. Um, it could be doing it with a partner. It could be setting up mini deadlines, like where you promise someone that you'll have it, you know, this bit done, and then you ask them to check in on you. So things like that, they're going to make it more interesting and get a bit more yep. dopamine going. Maybe it also means reducing the potential dopamine from other things that you shouldn't be doing. You know, so this is yep. all that stuff that we all sort of recommend of like put your cell phone away and things like that. So there aren't these kind of easy dopamine hits, just a reach away. Absolutely. Um, so I think sort of working on both, both sides here. Absolutely. I want to talk about one issue before we go to break and come back to that. And then, you know, Aria, a couple of years ago, you and I did a show on ADHD and boredom. At the time, uh, those yeah. with ADHD are more susceptible to what we call agitated boredom, which is the physical discomfort where you're motivated to escape the plight. And I, I kind of talk about agitated boredom as the opposite side of the magnet. So dopamine draws you to something, but boredom pushes you away. And often uh, I tell lots of stories of people that I coach that were like, you know, at, at Thanksgiving dinner for four hours and invariably mm -hmm. it always ends with them being overserved or in an argument because they get so bored, they need dopamine. So they pick a fight with somebody or they self-medicate with the alcohol and which, which really creates a little bit of a problem. And so when we're talking about boredom, to me, it's the opposite side of the same coin of dopamine. And so all this stuff. I hope everybody's starting. This stuff is really starting to fall into place and make a lot of sense. So um, I want to come back after the break and kind of pick up in a show that we did recently. You used the word voice activated. I want to kind of kind of talk about that a little bit and the notion of how do you actually manage your dopamine addiction. Uh, so we'll do that after the break. Uh, everybody, our uh, secret word tonight is addiction. And you need to check out Ari's website. It's adultadhdbook.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman, and we're pontificating the idea of what if we looked at ADHD as just simply a dopamine addiction. 
Uh, we talked about some of the physics and the biology and Dr. Barclay's notion that ADHD is a self-regulation issue before the first break. We came back and, and really started kind of like talking about how stuff starts to make a little bit of sense. Um, um, and we simplify everything down. We don't get off into these other, like, again, the words kind of go on, but simplistically it comes down to self-regulation. We talked about how boredom is the opposite side of the same coin. Uh, before the break, Dr. Tuckman was talking really about, you know, dealing with the situation. You know, you got you, you, you got to find a way to make it kind of interesting. And it's interesting, in another show that we did, um, Ari quoted some guy who said, you know, when he goes to the gym, he's voice activated, uh, which I thought was really pretty funny. Um, I'm going to put that on the shelf just for a second. I'm an ex-athlete. I swam in, in college on a swimming scholarship, uh, Constellation Finals, U.S. Nationals, NCAAs. I swam four hours a day. That's really just to say that I used to swim a lot. Uh, I still swim to this day 35 years later, but I know this. As I don't swim, it's very difficult for me to swim by myself because it's a repetitive and boring task. But I always try to combine it with something that does give me dopamine, whether it's comp competition or something social or something as stupid as, like, I actually swam in a swim race around the island of Key West. And a lot of times when I'm coaching people with ADHD, I'm trying to find – how I can combine two things together to get that to happen. And a lot of times in exercise and personal trainers and talking with people, that voice activation or even studying with other people, the voice in that verbal conversation is less taxing to the working memory, which is another show, but it makes it easier to self-regulate and they've got some company. And we begin to see why those types of structures make a lot of sense because you're bringing dopamine to the party. What are your thoughts on that? What, in, this, in this lens of this, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, if the, if the task itself doesn't sort of fire up enough dopamine, then you just got to find something else to add to it that does. You know, now we're not always that lucky. Like we can't do this for everything, but if you can do it for some things in your day, it then leaves you kind of like, as you said before, you know, as Barkley has said, that willpower is finite. So if you don't have to use quite as much willpower on this task, Perhaps it means you've got a bit more willpower for the next task. Um, you know, so sometimes it's about kind of looking at your day as a whole or even your afternoon as a whole. Um, so, so, yeah, I think that, you know, it, it means sort of finding a way to sort of be creative about what you do and how you do it so that you're able to maintain your interest. Um, you know, sometimes one of the things that I'll sort of often recommend to clients is that, for those tasks that they need to get done that just seem to not really get done enough, um, that they literally like plan it out into their day. You know, so like on Tuesday from two to three, this is the thing I'm going to be working on and that they block the time in. And it doesn't mean that they got to be a hundred percent about doing it because even if they only do it sometimes, that's still better than probably what they had been doing, but it, but it makes it a bit more front and center and it gives them something to be sort of think towards and it brings, or as I sometimes say, it kind of brings the future into the present that like, here's this thing I need to be doing at some later point or for some later benefit, but it's in my schedule now and I'm going to commit yep. to it and I'm going to think about the future benefit of doing it, which maybe makes it a little bit easier to kind of stay motivated and activated to work on it in that boring moment in the present. And, and, and then but it's really important, sometimes, we, sometimes that works, particularly if that's coming relatively soon or there's something you want. Sometimes it's, it's, there's an indirect path, and sometimes 
literally the dopamine is so far away, people with ADHD have a hard time kind of conceiving it, so we've got to try something a little bit different. Um, the one thing that was interesting to me is we've talked about, Ari, it's always easier to change your environment to change yourself. And so we'll talk, we're going to talk about it a little bit more on that show. But I did an interview years ago with Wilma Fellman, who is an expert at ADHD and career. And she would go through working with people with ADHD. And if your job, if you've got to self-regulate, in other words, you've got to use willpower for more than 25% of your job, you shouldn't be taking the job because it's going to take too much out of you in order to make that happen. So the idea is it's not just the job and the career. It's the environment that you're in, and you don't want to cast yourself and set yourself up for failure when you're out looking for a job because, again, it's agonizingly difficult just to override that type of stuff. So we're actually starting to get consciousness if we look at ADHD as a dopamine addiction that you've got to put yourself in the right environments to make it easy for yourself. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Wilma's great, and I think that that idea that if you need to use that much willpower, like I've sort of I've had a similar idea, but I haven't quite conceptualized it like that. But I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. You know, like life involves more than enough willpower as it is. You know, on things like getting out of bed on time, getting into bed on time, eating healthy. You know, blah blah blah. Just that boring, you know, life maintenance stuff. So if your job takes that much of it out of you as well, it might be that it's not the best fit for you, or at least the job as it's currently configured. Maybe there's some things you can do yep. to shift some things around that makes it a little bit better. Um, but it's that whole idea of not fighting uphill. Um, you know, Absolutely. I had a client a couple of weeks ago, kind of very similar situation. He, had, he worked in this job that in some ways is a good fit, except it's like super detail oriented and he's a really bright guy, but he is not like, that's just not his forte, you know? And we discussed the fact that like perhaps looking for a new job, which he was already thinking about doing anyway. So, so I want to, we're going to have another show next week talking about comparing the management of ADHD and addictive behavior. But before we kind of do that, I want to get, there's a bunch of stuff I want to kind of carry to kind of close things out. I was coaching a guy one time that was a software developer, and uh, he was struggling. He had been through several jobs, several jobs, and was really, really kind of struggling. And uh, along the way, I never heard of peer programming, but apparently there's a form of program where you kind of do it with a partner, uh, which is funny because I kind of tie it back into the voice-activated type thing. And when he went and got it, it was the same kind of job, but the, the way you programmed was with somebody as opposed to by yourself, night and day. I mean, it was like a complete turnaround. Again, the environment was so different. It's kind of funny. We, I used glasses in order to read, and this guy needed to talk with somebody and interact with somebody as a structure in order to program. Again, night and day. And all we're doing is really kind of combining these things and make it a little bit easier. And, and it goes back to the comment with Wilma. Sometimes you've got to take a look not only what you're doing, but the way the environment is structured and kind of configured to make it easy for you to self-regulate or to get organized or whatever. So um, we are going to have another show on, on next week about managing the two. But before we close this one out, any last thoughts, Ari? Um, I mean, I think that – you know, this idea that ADHD is a dopamine addiction, um, you know, if it helps you sort of understand yourself, if it helps you pick, like, 
I don't know, pick the right environments for yourself or how to adapt a situation or a task, then that's great, you know? And that's really kind of the goal with all this is yep. finding the ways to sort of understand the situation because the better you understand it, the better position you're in to know what to do about it. You had a really good point. At the end of the day, I know coaching is everybody looks at the world differently, and sometimes one person can see one thing through something, and another person can see something different. Um, and, again, we talked about this is a really a model. I've used things that I've learned to kind of frame this thing out. But for me, I've always liked doing it because it simplifies everything. It's really – it's not it's, – you know, it's, it's not impulsivity or distractibility, self-regulation, emotion, self-regulation. It really kind of simplifies that. So, so we've got another – a show we're going to do in a week that's going to just talk about the comparing of these as a model to like think about ADHD. And so with that, uh, Ari, I appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. Always good to be here. Everyone, our secret word tonight is addiction. Our secret word tonight is addiction. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Attention Talk Radio. Go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. Take care.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.